Monday night, um, episode 79 of So What's Been Happening. It is Monday, the 15th of August, a special edition Monday. Um, we normally go live on a Wednesday night. This one's a little bit special in the lead up. Um, this young lady has got a lot on at the moment, which is so exciting um, as life. As so much more than just a musician, Katie Bates. Um, I've uh, met Katie not too long ago, really. Um, it was out at a festival known as Out on the Weekend. And I ran into Katie weirdly. Um, she, I was wearing a T-shirt, which is, people would say, maybe not necessarily appropriate for the event. Now, what I say by that is, it was a Americana country type festival. I wore a T-shirt by a band that I really like, some local guys called the Crookeds. Happened to be good friends of Katie's. Katie come up to me and said, can I take a photo of your T-shirt? was like, okay, let's say hello. <laughs> let's have a chat. So it was a really cool moment, um, really cool moment, actually. And um, it's, uh, it's a small world, musicians. Uh, they all know each other um, and you can't get away from them for too long. But it's such a cool network um, to be involved in involved in and um and chat to so many artists we started this podcast just as a um general chat show in between lockdown or during lockdowns we've ended up at episode 79 um by default over a couple of years and it's just great to catch up with people and friends and musicians and artists that were all struggling during those times and it's just great to see that so many things are happening out in the world um and things are starting to open up again finally. So while there's still a little bit of nervousness around this during winter, um, most important part is you get out and support your local bars, musicians, um, and most importantly, friends, because nothing puts a smile on their faces more than seeing live humans uh, at gigs instead of behind screens like this. So anyway, how we're going to start first, just before we bring Katie up, is how we normally start is number 79. Uh, and a few famous 79s and things that happened in 1979. There you go. A few little special 79s in there that you may have picked up on a couple. Or It's amazing what happened. It seemed like forever ago now, 50-odd years, before I was born. Well, sorry, I was born in 75, so it wasn't before I was born. But I don't really remember those times, obviously, at four. So that's an exciting uh, little look back, I guess, on, on 1979. Uh a lot happened, so just do yourself a favour and look it up. Do a bit, a bit of a history search. I'm sure this young lady definitely wasn't born in 79, but an exciting time um, that she's with us now on this earth. Miss Katie Bates, let's bring her up. G'day, Katie. How Hi. are you? Good. How are you? Good. Welcome to our little show. So what's been happening? Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. <laughs> it's awesome to have you on as part of show number 79 of I've been, uh, you've been in my sights for quite some time to hook up and have a chat. Um, I know, and it's finally and happening. <laughs> it is, it is, and it's happening in a really exciting week for you. You've got plenty on, which is which is awesome. Uh, it's actually a big yeah. finish to the end of the month for you. So yeah, we'll touch on that a little bit shortly. But um, yeah, uh, okay, let's, let's kick back a little bit to when you first, well, first of all, where, where did you grow up? Tell us a little bit about right from the start, from where you, where you were born? I grew up in Montrose. Do you know where that is? I do. Yep. Beautiful yes. part of um, For anyone that doesn't know, it's like 
I guess, kind of between Lilydale and Ringwood, um, just at the bottom of the Mount Dandenong Ranges. So I grew up around a lot of nature, really quite a big family. Um, no one in my immediate family has ever been musical, but just music lovers. So they always had music on uh, in the house and I always had a guitar in my hand for as long as I can remember, really. Um, and, yeah, I guess my earliest memories of music are like mum uh, playing Mark Bolan and T-Rex in the house um, and then my dad showing me Tom Petty and Steve Earle and Neil Young, which is kind of where all of the Americana stuff came from was my dad. Yeah. Right, so you very much got it ingrained from a very early age. That was obviously yeah. one of my first questions is what, you know, your first memories of music and what were they? Were they um, played, was it was it vinyl when when you were CDs? What was the, what was the deal? How, um, how do you remember music for you as a youngster? It was mostly CDs, uh, a little bit of vinyl as well. Um, my parents have a very healthy vinyl collection and as do I now, <laughs> I've stolen a little bit of theirs. Um, but even like cassettes, there were a few cassettes then as well. Um, but yeah, my earliest memories, like I said, T-Rex, uh, Nirvana was a big one. I remember my mum bought the greatest hits album when I was seven and it just changed my life forever. Yeah. Yep. Um, if it wasn't for Kurt Cobain, I don't know if I would be a musician. I think I would be because I feel like I don't remember a time where I'd like decided that I was going to do this. Um, it's just kind of like a factory setting in my brain. <laughs> um, yeah, that's yeah. that's my roots. One thing, one thing I noticed with you in reading through your bio and a little bit about you is you do have a lot of diverse influences, which I think makes for a, a great musician. But must have been a bit of a struggle possibly working out which which way to head um, yeah and probably, still is <laughs> it is it's still so difficult because I write so many different kinds of songs like there'll be just like this heavy rock stuff and I'm like yeah but what do I do with that <laughs> when I've like gone on this like Americana path so I feel like it's always kind of been my mission to kind of blend all of the things that I love together and just kind of not really be genre defined that's why I find it quite hard to explain my music to people because it's all so different i'm just like yeah it's a bit of this it's a bit of that it's a bit of that like who do you sound like i'm like i don't know <laughs> the good part is it's it's a bit of katie bates and that's what yeah. i love about it it's um listening to you and and on your kind of solo shows or when it's when you're headlining um i love hearing it is a diverse uh, mix of you only need to hang around for another different song or second song and, and it's a change up. Um, and that's, yeah. that's really cool. Um, it's not more of the same. That's for sure. Um, I feel like I have a musical identity crisis though. And it does, it is a bit stressful sometimes to figure out what I'm doing, but I think I just got to keep doing it. And if people like it, then that's cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, one thing it won't do is pigeonhole you into one area and genre. So you've, you're super uh, multi-talented. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> Now, obviously, guitar as a, as a kid, uh, you mentioned just playing around or having a guitar or strumming guitar as a youngster. Um, was yeah. that your first instrument that you went on and took seriously? Yeah. Yeah, guitar was the first one. I was seven when I properly started. I started guitar lessons. Um, and I remember going in to buy my first guitar <laughs> and being upset that I wasn't a left-handed guitarist because Kurt Cobain was left-handed. And now, I like, I work in a guitar store now and I can definitely say I do not regret the, the decision of being right-handed because 
it is so difficult being a left-handed guitar player. <laughs> yeah, shout out to a good friend of ours who comes on the show regularly, Dave Cosma, who who's a left-handed upside downer. Um, yeah. <laughs> as, uh, as George Carroll Wilson, Polly Mann is as well. Two two super yeah. young young artists who both play left hand upside down guitar, which is really cool. I love it. I love it. And so many artists talk to them uh, that come on our show when when those guys have been on and say, "Mate, what are you doing there? How are you playing that?" Because it's all and and how you teach yourself that. I suppose you, you become a real feel type guitarist because it's it's very yeah. much not the norm, right? Um, yeah, so, um, so music for you, um, sadly isn't a hundred percent day-to-day profession for you. Um, there's, <laughs> there's, there's lots of other things influenced in your life for sure. Yeah. It'd be nice. Uh, be nice if you could do it full time. It, it uh, would. I mean, like I said, I work in a guitar store, so I guess I'm surrounded by music all day anyway. Um, yeah. obviously um, I do, I would love to make it full time, but you know, got to pay the rent. <laughs> you do, you do. Slowly, slowly. You're plenty young enough um, to have an impact on music for sure. And you're already having an impact. There's no doubt. Any, any stage I ever see you on, Katie, whether it's um, in any band, but especially I've seen you obviously with Ben Mastwick quite some, quite a bit. And, um, it's definitely a fun experience with Ben up on stage for sure. It's the best. Um, I love being in that band so much and I'm so I always feel so privileged uh, to be up there with Ben and, and everyone else that he always gets because he always says that um, <laughs> he only gets superstars in his band like that's why everyone in the band can always sing like that's kind of like a prerequisite to be in the millions which is great I love I love all those guys and we we all play together like Pat Wilson and Mitch Powell like they all play in my band as well which is very fun. It's very incestuous uh, scene, this one. <laughs> it is, but a very close-knit one, um, fair to yes. say. Yep. Yeah. Um, just a comment all the way from Canada, um, this Ooh. young man, a left-handed. Uh, do you play wrong-handed, in his opinion, or do you reverse string your guitar? So just a little bit about, for someone that doesn't know what a left-hand guitarist really looks like, how, tell us a little bit about what what what's the makeup of a left-handed guitar that everyone's so used to a right hand where we where you string to or right to the you know top to bottom um well i mean just so this person knows i'm not left-handed <laughs> but um well some people just like tip a right-handed guitar over and then that's it yep. um yep. but a left-handed guitar is li- it's literally just completely backwards yep. to left-handed so it's the exact same as right-handed, except flipped the other way. Yep. So the lower strings are still at the top, unless yeah, right. you're literally flipping a right-handed guitar. Oh, there you go. That does make the make it a bit clearer for some because it's it's a challenge. It's a challenge for yeah. some people watching people that do flip um, the whole like thing. Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix used to flip. I'm pretty sure. I, mean, I like I he had left-handed guitars, but I'm pretty sure he did the flip. Yep. Um, yeah, what an inspiration. Um, Hendrix, part of your part of your makeup at all? Um oh, a little bit. Like my mum and my dad, they love Hendrix and he was definitely playing um in our house, but wasn't like a massive influence for me. Like I have incredible respect for him, but um yeah, no, it was never something that really like I don't know, 
wowed me. Not that it doesn't wow me. I just, I'm digging myself a hole. Hendrix is great. <laughs> I was going to say, someone who works in a guitar shop that isn't a mad Hendrix person um, must be must be one of the conversations that says a lot of people um, talk about is obviously Hendrix and who the greatest guitarists are. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, well, for me, uh, the second he played, I heard him play Star Spangled, Spangled Banner was just, like, amazing and then, yeah, almost anything Hendrix ever plays. Um, and a shout-out to local artist Phil Parra, who covers Hendrix better than probably anyone that I've come across um, recently, for sure. So there you go. All right. Um, Katie, I think we might, before we go too far, we might just get you to play our first song. What do you think? Sure. Tell um, us a little bit about it. Well, I also, I know we did like a little sound check before when I plugged this in. Um, <laughs> so I thought maybe we could try it. I don't know. Does that sound okay to you? Is that too loud or too quiet? No, we can make it work. No problem. Um, I might play uh, the title track off my EP um, that came out last year in November. Um, it was a long time coming. I was sitting on it for nearly two, actually more than two years because um, of obviously COVID and lockdowns. And I was like, oh, I'll just push it back a little bit. But um, I finally got it out. Um, and I did that with Lachlan Bryan and David Gaffarella. And um, special shout out to Pat Wilson and Tom Brooks, who also played on this one. So it's called Until the Day Dies. Maybe I was wrong Just with you, got a bad. Maybe I was a fool to believe the future was bad. After all, I drink a You don't see what I see I'm not to miss to Dreaming back in the 
Katie absolutely beautiful I know obviously you're going to hear me say that every time you play because uh, <laughs> I think you're quite mesmerizing to be honest um, oh thank you <laughs> one of those beautiful voices and to add it um with the, the biggest challenge of playing while you're singing um as a non-musician is always uh captivating for me so congratulations um <laughs> you're only you're only a young lady um but in uh, well, in in realistic terms, you're only a young lady, but you've got so much more beautiful music ahead of you. And to to put out an EP and put out multiple um, songs and singles now in the in the last couple of years, um, to finally through this COVID headache um, and see it out the other side, and hopefully now festivals and can start uh, getting bigger and open up again. Yeah, it's exciting. It's really nice seeing like all the um gig posters up around town again. I just remember it was so depressing. Like, you know, when you drive along Alexandra Parade or Hoddle Street and you see all, like, the posters and there was just – I remember driving through, like, lockdown and there was just nothing there. Yeah. It was just so upsetting. So it's really nice to see all the festivals back and gigs back and not being cancelled as much. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, what we used to see with those posters, was you'd see an old date and you think – is this an upcoming date or is this a new date coming yeah, up? Yeah, or, or it just be like people one. releasing music and you get excited for a single. You're like, oh, like this band's about to tour. It's like, no, they're just releasing a single or an album and that's why there's a post in there. You're like, you're yeah. still in lockdown. Yeah. Just on that lockdown experience for you, um, how did you find it 
musically? Uh, probably not. Did you find music as a release for you during that lockdown phase or did you totally shut off? Like what was it kind of during that first lockdown probably mainly? Yeah, uh, the first one I wasn't working um, and I obviously wasn't playing gigs, so I was pretty, like, low. I did not feel, like, musically or creatively motivated at all. Um, it was pretty It was pretty dark for me the first time around. Um, the thing that kind of got me through was Nick Cave um, did this thing called Bad Seed TV. I don't know if you know about it. Yeah, yeah I like, do. Yeah. yeah, that 24-hour live stream um, yeah. where they just show Bad Seed's videos and interviews and stuff like that and that was like what got me through that I just had it on all the time um but it was yeah like I'd pick up my guitar occasionally but I didn't write anything for ages yeah yeah cool yeah it was pretty weird yeah it was a weird time that's for sure um now did you pull did you put this together was it just before COVID or just after um before yeah, so yep. those songs were all written before, like at least some of them were a year or two before. Um, and then, yeah, it was like two years of sitting on those songs. Uh, we, we, we released Polka Dot Dress November 2019 and we're like, yeah, soon to come, like a few more songs. It was actually originally going to be a full-length album. Yep. Um, but then my writing kind of changed a lot as well. So I just thought, we'll, we'll keep it at this. This is a finished body of work. And then we'll release it in a couple of months. And then it just did not happen like that. We're just on Polka Dot Dress. I absolutely love this cover. I reckon it's really cool, this single cover. Um, I think, In fact, I think uh, I think you've done a great job with all your covers, to be perfectly honest. So just tell us a little bit. Are they all from different influences and, and different people you've been involved with that's helped you put those up together or how have they came about? Um, the Polka Dot Dress one was by one of my favourite designers, Jasper Shelton Hollis. Um, he used to live here, but he's, he's in America. He lives in America. He's from there. Um, he's amazing. He did my first EP cover. He's done a bunch of my tour posters and he did that cover as well. Um, very like sixties kind of ish inspired. Um, but I pretty much trust, I kind of give him a couple of references, but hardly that he just, I just trust what he does and he just does it perfectly every time. I'm like, cool done i don't really need to give him any notes i mean as you know that's that's part of the magic right that creates the interest um yeah creates the whether i'm going to potentially go to the gig or how, how attractive is the gig poster um you know but uh, that first that first grab that first grip you know um if you haven't heard the music as a new artist for sure 100 percent um and the the new ep uh, that cover was shot by my dear friend Liam Davidson. Uh, he goes by Lord Media, um, and we've been shooting together for six years, maybe seven years now. Um, and that's actually one photo. Uh, we did it on St Kilda Beach. It was like 10 p.m. Um, he has this amazing lens that just captures everything. It was capturing the stars, and it was just wild. And he he took. Um, I'm not a photographer, so I'm going to try and get the terms right. But he did. He had two flashes. So one was a, 
um, flash with like a red gel over it. So that's like the, the second pose. So he got me to pose once and then quickly pose again and it captured like some of the motion of it as well. And yeah, it's, it, so that's just one photo, which is um, that was cool. blows my mind every time I look at it. It's so cool. And that was the last photo we took of the entire shoot because as you can see, the clouds are starting to come through. Um, so like we Isn't need weird to how that happens sometimes. We were out there for hours and both of our, like our, our hands and feet were just completely frozen. It was so cold, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was so worth it. <laughs> but didn't, doesn't look cold by the image, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, this was obviously another image that yeah. came from it. Same, same shoot. Yep. Yeah. That was just us mucking around with the, the lights that we had and just, I love like most of our um, finished photos and stuff just work out like that. You know, it's, just experiments and we go, oh, that actually looks cool. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of experiments, songwriting for you, obviously mm -hmm. a massive experiment in general. Um, yeah. Are you a perfectionist in respect of the song is never good enough until you've continued and continued and continually worked it? Um, yes. <laughs> who, who's, who's the acid test? Um. Gosh, who is it? Yeah, uh, Lachlan Bryan, actually. I send yeah. him a lot of songs. Um, who else? Um, and my mum and dad, especially when I lived at home. I don't live at home now, but when I did, I would be like, hey, I wrote this song. Can you listen to it? And they'd always be honest. Um, I think not as honest as Lachlan because they're my parents and they just love everything I do apparently. Yeah. Um, but no, it's it's good to have someone like Lachlan, um, especially because he produced the first EP and we're such good friends and it's really nice to to share those songs with him. Um, so, yeah, and he's a good critic, um, as you probably know. Like, he's a fantastic songwriter. Sure is, sure is. All right, let's go with um, song number two and then we'll chat about okay. some of um, some previous gigs and upcoming gigs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, didn't really plan what I was going to do for the second song. I was just chatting. That's okay. No problem. Should I do a new one or a, um, a one off the EP again? I don't mind. You're totally in your hands. We're in your lounge room tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll do a super new one. I'm just going to take a sip of water. Um, I'll do a super new one that not many people have heard yet, um, and it's called Every Word You Said. Sometimes I think about all things we're never glad to do. I 
just not fancy Going to the apple like you say you do That means sometimes it makes me sad Cause when it was good times, was good times we Don't mind if we talk sometimes Don't mind if we see other people That's just fine, moved on I just realized there was no sound, so sorry Remember when we took that boat across Sydney Pan? Dreamt of all the places we'd go and all the else we live. No, it was wishful thinking for us to last. You can't blame a girl for it. I'm so sorry about, I don't know what happened there with the sound. That's I just okay. was like, your browser just lost connection to the mic. <laughs> yeah, we, we had it, we had it at the start and then it dropped off a touch and came back. So look, it wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't be a live, a live broadcast without a little glitch here and there. And we've yeah. had plenty of them along the way. Um, yeah. Don't, uh, don't worry about that at all. Um, I, we, what I want to do is thank you for your time. Obviously, jumping into your lounge room on a Monday night when I'm sure you've had a hard day at work like everyone else. And oh, that's so fun. It's, it's actually nice to chat and um, just play music. It's good. Yeah, and forget about uh, what else is happening in the out, outside world. for About for everything else I have to do and did today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what you didn't get done and you'll have to do tomorrow, right? Exactly, yeah. Like, <laughs> like eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that can be done. You'll get to it. You'll get to it. I'll get to it. <laughs>
Um, so I normally have a couple of other guests uh, or hosts that come up with me and co I kind of co-host this and keep it kind of technically up and going. And uh, I've got uh, one of the boys just sitting in the back room um, or behind behind the behind the decks here um, that's really enjoyed obviously what he's heard and seen in the last kind of 30 minutes. It's hard to believe we've got already already gone 30 minutes. So we'll keep only another 10 or 10 or so minutes with you, Katie, but I'll just bring him up and I'm sure you'll have a, a question for you. So meet Mr. Glenn Curran. How are you? How are you, Glenn? Hello, Glenn. G'day, Az. Hey, Katie, what a talent. Now, oh. I don't know whether you've been referred to this before, heard this before. I'm a little bit older than Az and I'm tipping a fair bit older than you. But Joan Byers was an amazing voice, and you've got that feel about the way you sing. Oh, really? That's such a massive compliment. Thank you. Yeah, as a storyteller. So was she was, was she a bit of an influence on you as you sort of growing up and getting into music? Uh, surprisingly, no. Like, uh, that, she's been more of an influence later on in my life. Um, but, yeah, that's such a huge um, compliment. Thank you. <laughs> she's oh, that's awesome. just, just – and I'm, it's, it's funny – Today, when you talk music and someone says easy listening, they, they think of sort of old people's music, but you've just got, we talk about on, this, on the podcast and we've had some amazing guests and you sit in that company very well, but we have music I like, to, it's, it's easy to listen to and you, like a lot of the guests we've had on, you're a storyteller in your song. So, yeah, very talented and thanks for coming on. Thanks, Glenn. Really appreciate now, it. I, as as said, he's the um, he's the good looks. He does all the organising. So don't don't apologise for when you went silent for a minute there. That's that's pretty standard. I now, I think we're up to about an 80th podcast. We do that a fair bit, but I get to ask ask all the the hard hitting journalistic questions. Great. Um, you're having a dinner party. You can invite five mm. people. Now they can be living, dead, anybody who you like. Oh. Who are the five people you're inviting? That is crazy. Okay. Um, Tom Petty. Good start. Nice start. <laughs> solid, solid. Um, I want to know if as well. I know there's going to be so many people that I'm going to miss out on here. Um, okay. Tom Petty. Uh, Kurt Cobain. My Even biggest influence as a kid. Very, very random. Um who else? Who else? Gosh. Linda Ronstadt. Oh, what an amazing. <laughs> um, gosh, two more. Two more. Um, Aaron, I free if, you, if you're struggling for numbers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, but, like, we're chatting now. Yeah, we're there. We're already there. We're coming. So, so, would you take that as a no? I'll take that as a no, that we're not coming. No, we can come. <laughs> I only have to invite five people. Yeah. We get to cook and serve um, the drinks, guys. I'd do that. Exactly right. I like, I like it. These here. Um, oh. How come I can't? I know that, like, when we get off, I'm going to think of everyone. Um, oh, they'll, they'll say, remind you. Don't worry. Uh, PJ Harvey. <laughs> No, nice. Nice. Yeah. Good. Um, and one to go. One. Um, I have to say Dave Grohl. 
Yeah, I know I've got now two members of Nirvana, but you know what? That's okay. Katie, I have not a, a long I have answer. A Fighters, I have a Foo Fighters tattoo, actually. That's Oh, nice. <laughs> now, there's not, there's not a wrong answer because it's your dinner party. But as as will attest to, when I've, as I've asked this in most shows that we've had and most podcasts we've had, you've continued the wonderful tradition. Very rarely do mothers and fathers get invited. <laughs> siblings, don't, siblings don't get a look in, nor significance, whether they be husband, wife, or whatever. So congratulations <laughs> on continuing that, that long-standing tradition. I just saw a comment come through. Um, said, how about Dan Brody? And I love From you, Dan, Dan Brody. I'm sorry. It has to be Dave Grohl instead <laughs> of you. <laughs> no, take, please don't be offended. Um, Dan, there's a big lineup. There's a big lineup. It's a and big also, tragedy. Dan, we've had dinner so many times. <laughs> like, Absolutely. All those trips on the road, hey? Part of the million. <laughs> Millions. Have you got a favourite? Just one other question, Katie. Have you got a favourite venue that you like? And I understand with this coming out of that dirty C word that we don't like to talk about, but a favourite <laughs> venue that you'd like to play at or would like to play at, and it can be anywhere in the world? Oh wow! Well, that just opened it up. Yeah, that was uh, anywhere tough. that I that want tough. to play. Is that the question? Let's, let's start. Not let's start I'm with. Playing. Let's start with local venue first. Yeah, go local first. Play. Yeah. Okay. Um, local venue, um, the Palais. Yeah, great. Just in the road from me, um, or the Forum, the Palais and Forum. Both great. Both yeah, great. Very good venues. Um, anywhere in the world. Um. The, the Ryman would be really cool. Ryman Auditorium. Where's that? Where's that? Nice. Uh, in Nashville. Okay. So, like, Fair Grand Ole Opry, Ryman Auditorium. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have, you, yeah. have you been there at all? No, but I'm, I'm going in a few weeks. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. For Americana Fest fantastic. time. Yeah. Look out. Look out. We look forward to a live cross from you from over there. Yeah. We, we expect a live cross. Not look forward. Expect. There you go. <laughs> Except it'll be at a time that conveniences me, so that'll be like 3 a.m. for you. Oh, we're keen. We're your number one fans. We're there. We're awake. <laughs> yeah, we'll get up for you, Katie. If you find us, you find us a day and time. Um, backstage, wherever. We'll, well, I'm we'll, playing we'll be at there. I'm playing at the Bluebird um, in Nashville, which is a really iconic venue. We're doing a yep. showcase there at Americana Fest, um, so that'll be fun. I don't know what time that is though. It's like I think it's like 10 p.m. their time, which actually I think is only like one in the afternoon here. Perfect. We'll work around that. Yeah. <laughs> is it um, <laughs> to go to America and play Americana? Is that what does that sort of hold for you doing that? Is that is that daunting or do you love the challenge of that or you just go and do your thing? Just go and do my thing. I'm, I've always wanted to go to America since I was yep. a little kid. And so now that it's – I was meant to go just before COVID, but obviously that didn't happen. Um, but, yeah, this it's like a dream to go over there. And to be, like, in a position where I finally can do that is really nice. So I'm just looking forward to it. <laughs> I guess it is a bit nerve-wracking to to play, especially because it's solo, but, you know, it'll be really fun. 
Uh, that that's when the world will really see who Miss Katie Bates is. Um, you're a special talent, Katie. I've uh, I've always said this, um, or I've said it to a few people. Haven't really told you yourself, <laughs> but uh, I have tonight. Um, I love watching you play. Love listening to you. Um, you've got so much ahead of you. So good luck. Good luck. Um, and speaking of good luck, let's just talk about the upcoming tour and it all. Yes. Before, before it really kicks off, um, this Thursday is a little sneak party preview we must talk about quickly. Yes. Um, this is going to be like a completely surprise pop-up show. I wasn't even going to do that poster, but then we decided um, that it would be really fun to just make it a big party and um, kind of have it as a welcome to Australia, Ben, a welcome back to Australia um, and just have all our friends come up. And, like, that is the whole band that you're seeing on that poster. Cool. So we're all just going to sing a couple songs each and and I've got DJ T-Bird playing country classics before and afterwards as well. So it's going to be really fun. Perfect. So what time uh, do you guys hit, hit the... Hit the, hit the stage, so to speak. We hit the stage at 8 p.m. And then there's, yeah, music, like DJ from 7 p.m. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Fantastic. And it's All free. Right. How can you? And a dollar wings. How can you go past that? Yeah, I know, right? Get down and <laughs> They do great food as well. So. Get down and great, support a great venue, uh, the Lully Tavern. Um, it's definitely one of those venues that transports you to America instantly. So if you haven't been... Wait till you go, um, yeah, Katie. I'll, and I'll compare. <laughs> you will compare. Um, there's there's a lot of America in the Lily Tavern, um, and it's a great venue, and I love it. It's one of um, Melbourne's little sneaky pockets. Um, it is. And speaking of sneaky pocket venues, one of my absolute favourite Melbourne venues is where you're about to play on Saturday night, George Lane oh, in George Lane, yeah, in Kilda. I I've been there a bunch of times to see friends play, but I've never played them myself, so I'm very um, excited. And we've got the Weeping Willows as well. Just before is... they take off. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. Very exciting. And tell me a little bit about Ben Delacour. Yes. Um, ben Delacour uh, is – he. well, he lives in Nashville. Um, I found out today he grew up in Brooklyn. Um and he calls him his music American Noir. I think I'm saying that right. Yeah, right. Um, I would describe his music. Um, so, some of his stuff is a little bit kind of Towns Van Zanty, like very great, like very great. That's not really a good sentence. Um, <laughs> he's a really great uh, storyteller and songwriter. Um, I'm really looking forward to him playing over here um his tour was cut short actually last time because he came just before um covid started becoming a thing here yep. so now he finally gets to properly experience australia um but yeah he, his music is very um i feel like if nick cave was an americana artist that's ben delacour like he's it's very dark and gritty and like really cool rock and roll vibes but also has really sweet acoustic-y songs and I don't know he's yeah he's honestly he's one of my favorite artists and a, and a great friend so I'm really really excited for this tour oh that's awesome awesome I, I listened to some of his stuff recently and um that finger picking on his guitar is yeah is beautiful exactly. um yeah I love it and and you're absolutely right uh, talk about a night of storytelling um if you're up for it on a cold 
cold Saturday night in St Kilda in Melbourne. Um, what better than to hit George Lane uh, venue, I believe. Tickets are selling pretty quickly, so there's not too many days left. So make sure you jump on all the all the high tables or the classic seats that everyone wants. Um, well, they're gone. Very, all those very seats. much gone. So it's only general admission, but I can tell you there's not a bad spot in George Lane. Um, general admission up by the bar or general admission up in around those high tables is is a fantastic spot. And I can tell you one of the best hosts in the business, um, Lachlan. Um, will definitely look after you, and he's such a great guy. So please go out and support George Lane and also multiple venues. Tell us a little bit about Shiraz Republic, which is coming up as well. Uh, I've never been there. Um, I've heard great things. I've had a lot of friends play there and, and really enjoy it, and it's um, apparently beautiful up there. Um, yep. I put the poster, it's in Heathcote, but it's in Cornella, but it's the Heathcote region, yep. all, all the wines uh, from there, I don't really drink wine, but that's cool for some people. <laughs> um, yeah, that's just going to be, um, we're going to play a couple of sets and it's um, just solo and we'll probably sing some stuff together and play guitar for each other. It'll be really just like a relaxed afternoon. We don't have too many solo shows on this tour, so um, it's a good chance to see it all stripped back because um, most of them are band shows, which is really exciting because I love playing with my band. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Um, just on that, do you, do you feel most free when you're backed by your the rest of your band or do you feel, yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Um, I mean, that would be pretty, is that yeah. pretty common or standard or, um, you know, it's interesting to talk to artists about that. Yeah, I don't know. I think it varies. Um, I know a lot of people who are really happy and comfortable just doing solo stuff. And whilst I, I am, in, in a sense, I feel most at home when I've got a band being loud behind me. Um, and I just, like, the best part about playing music is doing it with other people. Sure. Um, Absolutely. So, and especially, you know, when everyone in the band is like that we're all pretty close so it's just it's just nice to kind of vibe with everyone while you're on stage and even just like little nods here and there it's like yeah we're doing this together like yeah. this is what we created together and true true genuine honest crowd feedback too i'm sure um you must love having the crowd in the room again and not playing to uh to screens like this i tell you what i did two live streams of my own like, so not actually talking to anyone else like we are. I did two of my own at the start of lockdowns and I hated it. <laughs> I was like, I'd finish a song and say thanks, but no one was clapping. <laughs> yeah, it was a weird It was a weird time, that's for sure. Um, yeah. We just try and keep this going really to promote kind of gigs coming up. Oh, I um, love it when it's like a talky thing. But when yeah. it's just me, I'm like, oh, what do I say? And then yeah. you see, like, the, the views going down. And you're like, oh, it's like a bad song. <laughs> you're not supposed to look at, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like people leaving your gig. Yeah. Which was fine. I actually, I'm way less offended. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, no. Yeah, for sure. No, I can't really see you anyway. It's a bit dark and you have stuff to do. But when you see the numbers go down, <laughs> mm. it's, a whole, it's a whole other thing. Definitely. So before we get you to play your last song for us, um, what we've got here is a pretty cool tour, to be honest. Um, this goes all the way up to the first week of September with uh, 
couple of great venues here that, that I know. Don't know too many, um, as many in New South Wales there, but I'm sure you're excited to get up there. But Macedon Railway is going to be another great gig for you. And interesting yeah. enough, um, one that springs out of kind of nowhere that looks like a weird one in the set, but it will be an epic gig, I can guarantee you, will be the Cherry Bar. Um, yeah. I bet you're looking forward to that. I'm so excited. Um yeah, Cherry has just always been one of those venues. I know it's it's moved now, but it's just so Have iconic. Have you played at the new Cherry? No, I haven't played at either of them. So okay. I've, well, I've seen, I actually, I, the first gig I saw at the new Cherry was the Crookeds. There you go. Right. <laughs> there you go. I was going to tell that story if you didn't anyway. Um, okay. I think it's I such a cool, it was not what I was expecting to see it out on the weekend for sure, but I That's thought me. it was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> the weird part was I think I had a shirt on. And so you could only literally see like the middle of it I too. I, saw, I was like, I think that guy has a crooked shirt on. And yeah. my friend didn't know what I was talking about because it's a different crowd. <laughs> yeah, correct, correct. Which uh, so just happy. shows your multi-genre uh, impact, which is great. <laughs> so shout out to the boys from the Crookeds too. Yeah, um, if you haven't heard of them or seen them. Um, bit of a lineup change, I believe, happening there. Yes, Aaron has left. They're yep. figuring it out. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, well, tough tough act to fill, for sure. Um, he was pretty cool. No pressure, no pressure for the new guy. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. Good luck to that new guy trying to take that up. Might be you. Who knows, Katie? No, it won't be me. No way. <laughs> I work with Aaron, too. Um, okay. Our day job is together. And um, that guy, he is one of the best guitarists I know, so I could never fill those shoes. <laughs> You don't even try, hey? Yeah. No, I would never try. <laughs> yeah. All, right. All right. I just wanted to touch on uh, another venue that I've heard a lot about um, yeah. up in New South Wales called Lefties. Oh, no. That, yeah, that's in uh, Queensland. That one's in Queensland. Yeah, that's what – sorry, <laughs> I did mean to say Queensland, not New South Wales. I was just thinking of where the rest of your shows were. So just yes. tell me tell me a little bit about Lefties. I believe it's a, a converted, old converted um, venue. Into it's a big I warehouse. don't really know the history of Lefties, but I can tell you right now that it is a really cool place to both play and be. Um, it's it is very um, American, I guess you would say. But there's just really beautiful rooms everywhere, and like the lighting is all really warm, and there's like a lot of taxidermy on on the walls. With interestingly like a lot of bras like hung up on like deer antlers and stuff. Just right, like, must have been some crazy nights nice there. It's a very, um, it's a weird juxtaposition between like this really cool, like American cabin sort of vibe that it has like this real Texan style, but then there's like bras hanging up. everywhere. <laughs> um, nice. I don't know if that was just that night that we were there, but, um, but no, it's awesome. And they have this, um, this, I think it's their signature drink, which is like apple whiskey or something. Right. It's like apple juice and whiskey, but it's amazing. Okay. There you go. But yeah, great, great place to play. Um, Put it on the rider. Get out if you're up in Brisbane. Okay, there you go. Yeah. I thought that's a good shout out to uh, once I saw you played there with Ben, uh, it was important that uh, I jumped on and just quickly mentioned a uh, venue outside of uh, Victoria and just talk a bit yeah. about it bit about chemistry on stage um one thing i do notice when you play is you do have a great chemistry with your other artists and i know you you touched on that the americana country scene is a small 
kind of knit group. Large, yeah. I would say, expanding fairly rapidly, though. Um, yeah. Which is great, though. But, yeah, just tell us a little bit about just some of the local inspiration artists that you perform with um, and who kind of, you know, you really, really love playing with. Um, wow, there's so many. I'm, I really hope I don't miss anyone's names. I'm going to shout out to Dan Brody, first and foremost, <laughs> <laughs> again. Um, I, I love playing with Dan. Um, I play bass in his band sometimes and he plays keys in mine and it's a great dynamic. Um, then obviously Ben Mastwick, um, another one of my best friends. Uh, yeah, Pat, Pat Wilson. Um, he's always my first call for drums and um, special shout out to Tom Brooks again. Uh, he was one of the first people in this scene that I ever played with and, and really gelled with um, as a musician and a friend. Um, Mick Hubbard, Mitch Power, my, my go-to guitar guys. <laughs> like all of these people inspire me so much in so many different ways and it's like I love watching them all um, perform individually as well. Um, it's always inspiring to me and I just feel so lucky to have them in my band. Uh, and then and Lachlan, Brian, of course, who I've mentioned a couple of times, um, he also sometimes plays keys with me and um, we sing together a lot. So it's really nice. Um, I think singing together, there's always, you know, a really nice chemistry. Um, same with like when I sing with Mass Week, you know, it's just really beautiful to sing with your friends. <laughs> I can see um, any photo I've ever seen of you guys. There's always mass laughter. And that, yeah. that is such, <laughs> such an exciting thing. Um, you know, it's so good. We just, to we just think we're comedians. That's, that's yeah. why. <laughs> Uh, there's always a crazy little moment or skit or something's happened with Ben. I no doubt he's a he's a he's definitely a life life of any party for sure. And and there we'll be again. Story. There's always we'll good. We'll be again on Thursday night for sure at Louis. Yeah. Gonna be a great one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just before we finish up, you got some new merch on its way as well. Uh, I kind of. Um, I haven't actually ordered anymore. I'm kind That's of okay. ordered it, but. Right. I can always to. order stuff when people want it. <laughs> There's some good merch there. So, um, yeah, I designed that myself, actually. It is cool. It's a nice little bit of art there. So keep it, keep it on the list. All right. Before we finish up, we're going to get you to play one more, Katie. Um, and then right. we're going to wish you farewell. It's been an hour. And I did say that we'd talk for roughly half an hour, but um, I really oh, appreciate your time on, on behalf of all of our crew. Uh, thanks for spending an hour with us and good luck this week and good luck for the entire tour. And if you haven't seen Katie Bates, please make sure you get out and see her. Here we go. Thank you.
Everybody, that was Katie Bates. Make sure you check her out. Thanks, Katie. Have a Thanks, great week. Thanks for having me. You too. See you soon. <laughs> Bye. Wow, how special was that to have an hour of Katie Bates' time? Um, we, our, my only intention was 30 minutes, 20 minutes, maybe. You never know how long you go, but that was such a, um easy chat with Katie getting to know a little bit about her and hopefully some um, questions she hasn't been asked before. I know we ask the general music questions normally, but I think the dinner question by Cuz is always a classic that we ask that uh, gets people thinking about just different influences necessarily that they have on their lives. And um, it'd be cool to have a dinner, big 
ground dinner party um, with lots of our musician friends um, one day. Who knows? So look, look forward to everyone. Have a great week. Um, we've got another show coming up on Wednesday night with a um, an old footballer uh, from the Melbourne Football Club, Rodney Balls Grinter, which will be an exciting chat to talk about the old times of Melbourne Footy Club. Um, and also, don't forget, Tuesday night, tomorrow night, Dave Cosma on Tribute Tuesday. Who will forget? Um, you can't forget his Elvis impressions and impersonations and tributes, most importantly. So get out and see him. And then if you can get there, hopefully um, Thursday night, Luli Tavern uh, for Katie Bates um, and Friends, which is a, wind, a little wind-up ready for this tour coming up um, with Ben Delacour. So please make sure you get out there and check this out. Find a venue and book a ticket, most importantly. Um, and if you can't get to these venues, please get out and support your local musicians this week. They really need you. The pubs and clubs really need you. And we want live venues to continue. So all the best. Stay safe. Look after each other. Give a call to a friend who you haven't spoken to for a while. You never know how they're going. So just ask them, are you okay? And how can you, how can you have a laugh together? That's the most important part during this time. So everyone, have a great week. See you later.